1: It's 9.30 in 716. Is it too little too late after racist taunting at a youth hockey game?
0: My son and his teammates started hearing noises from the Cheektawaga bench. They actually started hearing noises and there were um, derogatory words, you know, used describing my son, specifically the word monkey.
1: Is it an isolated incident or a sign there's an underlying issue?
0: No, I wouldn't paint the entire... Um, all of hockey by this one incident. Absolutely
1: not. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. That is the voice of the father of an area youth hockey player who is subjected to blatant racist taunting during a hockey game in January. And since the incident came to light, some fallout has resulted. Now, I was a hockey dad for many years and have heard a lot of passionate exchanges on the ice and off the ice, but never have I encountered an incident such as the one we're about to discuss here. David Bronstein, who had served as the West District President of the New York State Amateur Hockey Association, has resigned his role after nearly two decades. The resignation coming after a video surfaced of the incident where Cheektowaga players were caught on camera, making monkey noises and taunting Roshan Brown-Hall, a black player on the Amherst team.
0: So on January 20th, um, my son, the um, Amherst Knights, had a hockey game um, versus Cheektawaga.
1: Now Roshan's father, Dr. Darren Brown-Hall, goes in-depth with WBEN's Brendan Keeney on the matter.
0: Now I'll be very clear, I was not at the game that evening because at my house we held my mother's 65th birthday party. So, Sean had to leave the party early and he drove to his hockey game. And um, at the hockey game is when, you know, Amherst Knights, they were up. Uh, it was the score was 6 to 1. And my, as my son explains, um, Chicktawaga, they were not happy. They were getting a little upset and the game got a little aggressive. However, during the game, my son and his teammates started hearing noises from the Chicktawaga bench. And, um, They actually started hearing noises, and there were um, derogatory words, you know, used describing my son, specifically the word monkey. And so my son and his teammates were talking to the refs about what was being, um, coming from the Cheektawaga bench. One of the parents that evening, Bob, he actually records all of the games um, because his son is a player on the Amherst team also. So when Sean came off the ice, when the game was over, my husband asked Sean, you know, what was going on on the ice. And Sean said, the Chitawaga team, they were making noises, you know, we were hearing things that weren't too kind, they were calling me names. He really didn't play it up that much because he doesn't really want, um, you know, a lot of attention or anything to, to, to really get under his skin. It wasn't until the coach actually sent us a copy of the video that Bob had taped That we actually could see and hear what was going on and we got that tape where we got the video maybe around January 22nd and coach Tracy actually sent it to the to the proper authorities so um, the the president of Amherst Hockey got a copy of it and they sent it up you know just so that discipline could be issued or sanctions could be given because of what we can hear on the video so um, coach Tracy sent an email to the players on the evening of Sunday, February 3rd, explaining that there would be a mandatory player meeting that next day, Monday, February 4th. And so parents were invited to come also. So on that evening, we actually met with the president of Amherst Hockey, and he wanted to watch the tape again, ask the kids, ask the players what they heard, um, because the report back to him was that the refs didn't hear anything. They didn't hear any of that on that evening. At the game so the um, young men the players on our team confirmed what they heard and the noises they heard and so that had to go within five days to the president of um the the west district and that would have been february 9th on or about it, it had to be there so on february 8th i wrote a letter to um, many of the officials in the hockey organization, including Janice Cavarada, who is a Western New York executive director, um, and just said, we, we want to know where this is going, where the investigation is going, what's going on. Please take this seriously. And Janice emailed me back, and she said they do take it very seriously, that they had begun an investigation, but it had, had been pulled out of her hands and sent up to the West District president, who was um, David Bronstein. So a couple of weeks had passed, and Coach Tracy, my son's coach, kept the parents informed, saying, you know, there hasn't been a decision yet. We've been inquiring. There's been no decision, no decision. Well, last week early, I knew it was the week of the semifinals and the finals, So I sent an email again to the people I sent the original letter to, and Janice asked if she can give me a call. So she and I spoke, and she explained that she also has been reaching out to Mr. Bronstein and Mr. Baudo to get a resolution to this investigation. And I explained to her that I'll be sending a follow-up email to both of them, Mr. Bronstein and Mr. Baudo, which I did, and I copied her on it. I then received a response on Thursday of last week, two days before the semifinals, explaining from Mr. Bronstein, explaining that um, his investigation is not finished and he will not have a decision made by this weekend's championship games. And so on Thursday, after I received his response, I responded back, explaining that that is unacceptable, um, and I explained how it's kind of predictable because many of the boys are seniors, so to me, they were sweeping it under the rug, trying to wait till these young men graduated. They wouldn't be able to play again anymore any anyway in this division, because after these finals and the championship, the games would be over. So I I did copy the media on that correspondence with a copy of the video because I knew that some action needed to be taken prior to Amherst and Chikawaga meeting on the ice again.
2: It appears to you that the league dragged their feet in regard to any sort of suspension or disciplinary action.
0: And And that's the reason I contacted the media, because I was very angry and upset that they would be dragging their feet on something, to me, that was so clear on the video. You know, and it's different if there weren't video, right? Then it becomes a he say, she say, and I I understand how that goes. But when there's video and you you work so hard to get um, a meeting with the players on February 4th, So that, you know, the proper information can be collected and sent to the West District president. It's kind of outrageous to think that a decision can't be reached in that amount of time.
2: From my understanding, that game ended up being canceled. And so then that becomes unfair to your team. It's unfair to any of the teams
0: that were going to be competing in this weekend semifinals and finals. Because their inaction now has penalized every kid that was going to be playing in the championship games this weekend.
2: What are your thoughts? Uh, we just found out that Mr. Bronstein has resigned his position. An assistant coach for Cheektawaga is suspended, as well as two players on the team. Um, is this a better late than never sort of thing, or what is your reaction to that taking place? Uh, what, what
0: I'm pleased about is that action was taken, right? So that when this happens again in the future – to um, a young man of color, they know that if they report it, that some sort of action will be, will be taken. It's not an, oh, well, it occurred, um, sorry about it, you know, suck it up type of thing. We, we see that action has been taken. Um, and the, the, the Kiktawaga team responded appropriately. Had they been able to do that weeks ago, we would have still been able to have the, the weekend championships. And as far as Mr. Bronstein resigning, I, I spoke to Mr. Bronstein not too long ago, um, and he, he apologized for his inaction and um, not following through um, or getting the investigation done in a timely manner. So he, he did apologize. I accepted his apology, and I thanked him for it because he seemed very sincere. You know, he he didn't mean to cause any harm or, or hurt, and I understand that. But now you can clearly see by inaction there is there, there is hurt. There is harm that is caused by someone's inaction, especially someone in authority, um, by their inaction.
2: It's amazing to me that this, this sort of incident can go that long without something like that. And how frustrating is it for you uh, as a parent uh, to almost have to get the... It seemed like once the media got involved, that's when things started to get rolling. How frustrating is that? Very frustrating. Because what we
0: tell kids... Every day, all day, you know, being an educator. And what we tell um, my kids at home is if something happens that makes you uncomfortable or something happens that is wrong, make sure you tell an adult. We always say that. An adult, they will make sure things are taken care of properly. And that's, in essence, what my son did. My son went to the refs first, he and his teammates. And then the coach followed the chain of command, pushing this up the chain of command. And the adults didn't do anything in the proper amount of time. So that's when I, as a parent, have to be involved. You know, this is my son who I'm responsible for making sure, you know, has food, clothing, shelter, and protection. So I'm going to make sure that my son is protected and that there isn't anything that doesn't go unchecked when dealing with my son. And it's just not, I don't want to, you know, sound uh, protective and selfish, However, it's not just for my son, it's about developing a process and procedure so when this happens again to anybody, any young man of color that wants to play hockey, that the league develops a process and procedure by which something like this can be investigated in a timely manner. So everyone's not sitting around waiting.
2: Right, and that leads me to my next question. Is this the first time that your son has encountered something like this?
0: To, to this level, it is okay, to this level he you know he he's explained in the past that that people have made you know different comments about uh, black kids playing hockey or something to that effect, but to this level, this is the first time that something like this has occurred.
2: Would you say that racism in hockey is a systemic problem or are there just a few bad apples?
0: I just think there's a few bad apples. I don't uh, again, i and I don't want this incident to paint the whole league um the whole uh, Chita organization, um, as if they're all, you know, bad apples and things like that. And you have to remember, these are 17 and 18-year-olds, right? They make poor decisions. All kids make poor decisions. They're not bad kids. They make bad decisions. But we also know that with bad decisions comes some sort of consequence. So, no, I wouldn't paint the entire um, all of hockey by this one incident. Absolutely not.
2: And then lastly, how is your son handling everything?
0: You know, Sean, he's, he's, he's a young man with thick skin. He doesn't let anything really get under his skin. He was, he was bothered by this when it first occurred, and he's happy that there is some sort of resolution coming out of this.
1: For three hours Monday afternoon, Bowerly and Bellavia fielded phone calls on the issue, all outraged. Many thought action took just too long and wasn't stern enough when it finally came to light, and they're think there should be more heads to roll and most also felt the incident was isolated and not a systemic problem within
0: youth hockey that's 9:30 in 716 we're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours